Welcome to the Global Business Insights Podcast, brought to you by PSL. I'm your host, Max Kent, and I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Charlotte de Brabant. In Series 2, Beyond Business, we delve into the captivating journeys of the world's most exceptional business leaders, entrepreneurs and professionals. Our mission is not only to ignite inspiration and knowledge for the next generation, but also to illuminate the path for those currently navigating challenges. Join us as we uncover the remarkable stories that transcend traditional business narratives and offer a beacon of hope and guidance. Welcome everyone to our podcast that delves into personal stories and individuals who have turned their entrepreneurial dreams into reality. And today we have a special guest, Vernon from the UK, joined with us today, who will share his unique journey starting his own business. Uh, Vernon, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit with us today. Maybe for our listeners, we could just uh, get a brief, quick introduction from your side. And Charlotte and Max for having me. Um, so yeah, so I'm Vernon Chonsuilen. Um, I started uh, my business, Bezos.ai, about four years ago. Um, originally, I'm from a small country called Suriname, which is a small country in South America. It's where I grew up. Um, I left there when I was 18, and I went to study in the Netherlands first uh, and came to the UK to work. I went to study in the US, and I came back to the UK. So that's the short version of my, my story. No, I, I love it, Vernon, and you have such an exciting story to tell. So I think without any further ado, let's dive right into it. Um, Vernon, if you could just tell us what inspired you to take the leap and start your own business in first place. Um, so I, I was always playing with starting my own businesses. Um, um, this is uh, the current business I have is the third time um, I'm, I'm doing a business, but the first time that I quit my job doing it. So the first um, the first two times I had a, a full time job. I was basically having a side gig doing it for fun to, to jump ship and say, this is how I'm going to make my living. Um, but at a certain point, um, you know, I, I think I also was also scared to um, that I didn't know enough yet that I needed to learn more. And that's why I was staying employed in companies because there's more to learn, um, there's more to earn. Um, uh, but at a certain point, you just like, okay, is, is, is this it? And, and you know, after doing it two times on the side, I decided like now it's really time to, uh, to quit and, and put, um, um, uh, put my, my money literally where my mouth is. Fantastic. Thanks, Vernon. Um, so just following on from that, could you sort of walk us through a bit more the initial moments when you're, the idea for your business was born, do you think, please? So I have, I always have a lot of different ideas for different businesses. I've always had them uh, there, but so um, um, let me, let me think like, like my first business was an events business um and uh, where we're basically organizing you know get-togethers parties during the day um, um and from there i was thinking my second business was we already have these customers or these connections how can we build another business on top of it and that idea then we ha i had an idea about 
um, um, you know, a chef at home business. This is long, a long time ago. We're talking 2000, 2013, 14 or something like that. So more than 10 years ago, um, I was still employed. I was uh, in consulting at that time. And um, at a certain point, I had moved to Zipcar, the car sharing company. Um, and at that time, I was, you know, uh, playing with a chef at home idea, which was live. It was an operational business, uh, but I realized it wasn't going to scale. Um, so it was uh, the idea was great, but it was not going to scale. And I was thinking, what other business can I can I start? And I was uh, because I was at Zipcar, which is about car sharing. I was thinking about things in uh, in the mobility space. Um, um, and one thing that at that time, so thinking again, this is 2015, 16. Um, um, I started thinking about scooter sharing and bike sharing, which is what you have now. Um, lucky or unlucky at that time, Amazon approached me. Um, um, the Amazon logistics uh, team uh, approached me for a role. And I was literally just going to work for one more year to make money, to save money. And to start my own uh, my own business, um, which was going to be in scooter sharing or bike sharing, and I decided to um, I was going to work for one more year anyway. Let me go to Amazon. Let me um, make the money there because they made me a very attractive offer from a financial point of view. Um, and when I went to Amazon in that one year, the whole bike sharing and scooter sharing um, uh, thing took off. So um, and I realized like okay. I had a great idea. I just missed the boat. Um, 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 and so, so while I was at Amazon, I was constantly thinking like, what, what, what else can I build a business on? And, and at that time, I then went back thinking, where do I have experience? Um, you know, and I was at Amazon in the logistics side. And I was like, okay, I have experience there. I have experience in mobility, moving <clears throat> transportation effectively. And one of my, um, I started the business together with a friend and he was working for a food delivery company. So we're, you know, thinking about, we're talking about delivery of, of, of online orders. And that, that, those are the initial ideas where we started. And at Amazon, I was running a business called Amazon Flex in the UK, which is uh, the Uber of delivery. And so the original idea was to start with a driver marketplace where a delivery marketplace where different companies like Amazon, like Uber, in the UK you have Deliveroo, I think in the US you have DoorDash, et cetera, where they need, need the drivers. That was the original idea where we thought maybe we could, um, we could uh, start some kind of marketplace where all these companies can source these drivers. Um, and, and, and yeah, that, those were very, the very early thoughts um, while um, I was still employed and, and um, yeah, does that answer your question? Absolutely. It's so inspiring and I can just listen to you more and more. Um, maybe just to continue from, from what you were just saying, what were some of the biggest fears or doubts actually you had when, when considering starting your own business? I understand you were talking about you kind of missing the train, but but any other fear or doubts you would like to all share? The, all, all the time, and you still have them. Uh, to be honest, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. I don't think it goes away. Um, I think the first thing is 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 this idea big enough? Um, uh, for me, the second thing is will people be willing to pay for this? Um, who's going to be my customers? 
who's going to give me money? Um, how, I'll, how will I get money? So, I mean, one of the reasons, remember I said, I, I went to work to Amazon because it made me an offer that was very attractive and to save money. So one of the other fears I, I used to have is, can, do I have money to work without a salary for, for a couple of years? And so I took that fear away. Um, but then the, the other fear that comes is, how long do I have until I run out of money for, from a personal point of view? So, um, um, you know, it's, 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 it's all about like, like, it's like can you make it? Um, um, and I, I, don't, I would not say that I made it, to be honest, right? You're still on that. I'm still at the start of that journey. But it's those fears of like, will, will it take off or will I waste, you know, the, the most productive years of, of, your, of my life on something that didn't matter? Wow. Yeah. I mean, hearing that, it just resonates with me so much. And there's quite a few things you said there that um, that uh, made me smile, really. If you could see my room, I'm surrounded by 12 inch vinyl. So I don't know if you're uh, talking about those kind of events, but that's certainly what I have a background in. Um, also, um, a, a few months back, I went to Austin, Texas and um, spent the whole time looking for vinyl records on a Lime scooter. So um absolutely loved the technology i mean it's just i've not i've lived in a, a rural location so um we don't get them around here but um being able to get on a scooter and just tap your card on it and off you go is fantastic so um i love loved all the technology and really really smiling when i'm hearing some of those things you were saying there um wanting to go on to the next question really which is is around val validating that business idea and and for me just riding around on a scooter made me think what a great idea. How did you validate your own business ideas before you actually fully committed to them, do you think? Yeah, so so the business that I eventually started, business.ai, so we do fulfillment, which is the picking, the storage, picking, packing, delivery for e-commerce brands. So people that sell stuff online um, on, on their own website, built with Shopify or any other uh, WooCommerce or, or sell them on Amazon. And somebody needs to take care of the, the boring part in the back end, the storage, pick, pack, deliver. And that's what we take care of for, for e-commerce sellers. Um, um, when we start basically trying to speak to potential customers um, and, you know, people say this and I, and speak to customers and and actually our idea remember our, our first idea was more around the the delivery driver marketplace then um, I realized like that on its own is is going to be very complicated and then we started thinking about same day delivery um, um, and and, and uh, at that time so to validate that was then the idea we're going to work on I just started calling up friends that could buy it potential customers that could buy it, um, literally picking up the phone and saying, would you be interested in, in buying this? And, and this is where, where the business idea changed because when I asked them about same day delivery, everybody was telling me, or the, 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 the retailer, because from a customer point of view, I understood that people wanted it. Um, <clears throat> but from a, a retailer point of view, e-commerce seller point of view, when I called them, Every single one of them told me, why are you talking about same day delivery? I just want reliable fulfillment. Like there's no good fulfillment out there um, um, that can help my, my e-commerce business. And I realized that same delivery is priority number, I don't know, 50, if not 100 on their list. Um, it, was, it was really 
um, uh, picking up the phone to potential customers. And um, the original idea, you know, as I mentioned, was more about a, a, a delivery driver marketplace. And so picking up the phone and speaking to people that would, would use us for that, that was one. Um, then it morphed into uh, doing same day delivery for e-commerce sellers, uh, because my current business, uh, what we do is, is, is basically doing the storage, the fulfillment, the pick and pack, the delivery um, for e-commerce brands. And, um, and, and, and the idea was same day delivery doing for them, which, which wasn't really being offered. So I basically picked up the phone and spoke to potential customers and asked them, Hey, is uh, is this something that you would be you would be willing to pay for? You would be, or is this a problem that you have today? Because I thought that was a problem, and and it turned out that that same day delivery was not their top priority. Um, from a cons consumer point of view, from the buyers, the people that buy it, it might look like they want it, but for the, the e-commerce sellers, it was not their biggest problem. Uh, it turned out it was just reliable fulfillment. And, and that's where they were looking um, for a solution. So my idea did, you know, morph into different, uh, a different version uh, eventually to what it is today. And, and that's really by picking up the phone and speaking to potential customers. Because if I would have started with my first idea, I probably would not have been in business today. <coughs> Thank you so much for sharing. And maybe just going back to the, the first time when when you had your business idea and you wanted to bring into reality, um, what were some of the first steps you took then when when you started with your idea and um, how did you go about? The first steps, um, so after speaking to, um, actually trying to meet more customers, um, right? So speak to more customers um i think even the, the 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 one of the other steps is once we knew what the problem was what the idea was what who the potential customers were um um i did a couple of things i tried to we went out to um try to raise money from friends and family um uh, because we knew what we wanted to build at that time and um so raise money speak to more potential customers um, try actually I was trying to win customers before we were building anything um, so with the idea I was trying to win investors and customers those were the first two things building uh, our platform the technology was only the third step Hey, thanks, Vernon. Fantastic. It's really great to hear this and hear your development of all of this. It's really inspiring for our listeners. And um, the, the many of the people listening to this just won't have been on this journey as much as you have. So if you're helping people avoid some of those pitfalls, I just think it's so valuable to, to help people along the way. Um, moving on to that, um, can you possibly share some of the challenges that you, you faced in the early earlier stages of starting your business and, and maybe some of those iterations of the businesses before um, some of those challenges along the way? Um, what were the early, I mean, in, in the beginning, you're, you know, I, I had a co-founder at that time, but but basically you're, you're two guys with a PowerPoint deck. You have no product, you have no customers, you have no traction. 
um, you basically keep pointing to your own professional uh, uh, experience that for me was more big corporate and trying to build on that. Um, I think that was the biggest challenge, right? You have that with customers. The, the customers ask, so who are you doing this for? You have no, you have nobody to point to. If investors ask, have you done this before? You've done something in the space um, at one of the, the better companies in the space, right? Um, so you can point to that, but you've not done... So it's it's basically being more than just somebody with a PowerPoint deck. I think that's for me is the is the was was one of the biggest challenges. Um, so yeah, I think that customers and money is like is 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 the the idea is there. You know what to do. You know what to build. Um, but yeah, how how do you convince those two other people groups of people to um, to to use you? Absolutely, I agree. But maybe was there a particular mentor or role model who influenced your decisions to become an entrepreneur? I wouldn't say a particular person like my, I come from a very simple background. My mom was a English teacher. My dad was a, a, an administrator in the government. Um, um, yet, if I think back, actually, I said my first business I did on the side. I remember my first time I did a sale. I probably was five or six. I was not in primary school yet. I was sick. And at that time where I was living, my mom needed to go to school, my dad to work. They left me at home uh, alone. And at a certain point I got bored and we had fruit trees. Okay. And, and so I literally went to the garden, picked some fruits and put them on a little stall outside the house and sat next to it. And I couldn't even count. And people were walking by and bought it. And I literally made up a price and I couldn't count because I hold it up my hand, right? To, to, for them to do the change. But so, you know, I'm, when you ask that, I'm actually thinking like, where did that come from? And maybe it comes, uh, maybe it's, it's because, so Suriname is a third world country. It's, um, you know, and in those places, kind of everybody has to be an entrepreneur, uh, but you don't think about it uh, because you're, everybody's a hustler in those, in those economies. So maybe I've, I have already been, see, always been seeing people around me doing something else, having a side gig. It was normal for me as a kid, you know, you drive by other people's house that have a little stall selling something. So seeing seeing that is 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 maybe like hey you can do that you actually don't need to be rich you don't need to come from you know from lots of money to actually start a business um, um, so yeah but not not as not I would not say like in particular one person that said oh you should do this you should do that or like it's it's just seeing that it can happen um, and that you don't need a lot a lot to start a business. Fantastic. This is really interesting because it's, it's that instinctive um, entrepreneurial spirit, I think, that's inherent in some people. You kind of either got it or you haven't, I think. And um, as you say, it's sort of that from an early age, if you've got that <laughs> embedded in you, then then you sort of can't help doing it, really. Um, so once you once you got into a position where you started to get some uh, breakthroughs and some success, can you kind of recall any of those moments when you got that you know, it's a bit of a breakthrough moment and start to feel some motivation from that. I mean, it's it's actually the two challenges I mentioned earlier. So money and clients. And so the first time we got our investor, the first investor we got, right, 
um, and, and not just saying, yes, I will invest, but literally the money in the bank, um, the first customer you win, um, those, those are, you know, moments where you're like, like amazing, right? Um, um, I, think, I think I understand that. Um, and then, but then when you get the second one, uh, the third one, the fourth one, then you're like, okay, something, we're doing something right. Um, so those are, are great moments where you can start experiencing a bit of repetition, a bit of acknowledgement um, um, that, oh yeah, it's, 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 it's working because, you know, getting a second customer feels like doubling your business. Uh, you know, a third customer, like 30, if they're all the same. So it, it, those are really moments that, that you're like, oh yeah, I, I think, I think I get it. Thank you for sharing. And and then, and were there times that you questioned your decision to start a business? How did you overcome these moments, if any? I didn't question. So it, it's more before. So even now, I'm not questioning. I'm the only thing I'm thinking is like, if this fails, what will I do? And I'll probably try to start another business. Um, um, you know, and if I don't have the money, I'll probably go back in employment for a couple of years and then try it again. So, so I'm not questioning to start a business. It's more questioning like, um, um, you know, when, when do I really know this business has made it? Um, and before it, it was really like, like, you know, will this business make it? So you question all the time. Uh, but it's not about for me, for me personally, it was not about um, was it the right decision to start a business? Um, I mean, if I think back, I should have started way earlier, um, right? You'd never, it's, it's not like you've never done learning. There's always more to learn, but you can learn in different ways. And I could have started uh, with hindsight, right? But <clears throat> yeah, to start a business for me on its own is not a, was not a question. It's more like when, um, um, you know, and, and what will I do if this fails? Or what will I do if this is successful? I love that. So you you back yourself every time. And I think that's the right way to look at it, isn't it? It's just even if you're going back into work, it's always with that end goal of starting another business. You know, that's a temporary thing. People don't normally do that. They go into an employment and go, this is a career and they stay in that job role. And and I'm completely with you. Uh, I couldn't do that either. It's always about entrepreneurialism, getting back to starting a business, getting back to that idea and that seed of an idea and that thrill and the buzz of doing it. So um, it's it's lovely to hear this, that, that you would always go back to that because it's just instinctive in who you are. And I think that's such a great story for everyone to hear. And um, when people are looking to start businesses, perhaps they may not feel like that. Perhaps they might have more doubts and less uh, confidence and a lower risk profile than you have. And um, you know, they 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 need to hear this sort of stuff to give them the 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 emphasis and the drive to know that it's possible. And and if you keep going, you will get there. Um, just before we close off, this has been a fantastic podcast. Have you got any sort of final thoughts or anything on on anything we've spoken about here, or any other messages you'd like to leave for our listeners? Um, I mean, for, for me, starting a business, you know, you, you, you mentioned, I think you mentioned the word journey and that triggered a thought. Like for me, it's like an adventure and you, and so adventures can be scary as well. So it could be scary, it could be exciting. Uh, but um, I, I, I try to see it as an adventure. You, you don't know exactly how it's going to go. You don't know exactly where you're going to end up. 
Um, so what you kind of need to get comfortable with is just uh, being uncomfortable um, and finding solutions every time you're in an uncomfortable situation. Some of them are not going to be pleasant. Um, um, you know, they have not always been um, uh, been pleasant, and 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 that still continue will continue to come. It's just how you deal with that. So that adventure mindset, I think, is um, uh, or being open to it. You know, being open to that journey, that adventure, I think, is um, is important. And um, everybody, the questions you asked were important, right? You're talking about um, a mentor. I mean, I don't have a particular mentor, but you need help along the way, right? Uh, everybody needs help. I still need help. I will still need help 10 years from today or whatever, 20 years from today. So um, that help can be advice from people that have done it before. It can be um, in with you uh it can be uh friends that are willing to work for free with you but everybody needs help um and so try to find help where somebody can give you that 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 help in any form that you need it is is critical uh, because on your own you're not going to cross uh cross a, a a big adventure or a big desert or a big ocean you need people to help you do that i couldn't agree more with you thank you ben and for for your time today and sharing all your incredible insights towards your entrepreneurial journey with us. And I think these has been very valuable insights. And Absolutely. also to our listeners, thank you once again for joining into this episode. Every entrepreneurial story is unique and we look forward to having you next time. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Max. Thank you for joining us on this enlightening episode of the Global Business Insights Podcast. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories and valuable insights that will continue to guide and uplift you on your journey.